Oh man. Oh, hey, welcome to Tangible Takeaways. Uh, I'm here with Tim today. We're gonna be cooking some yummy food. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all in this episode. So hang out here. It's gonna be a good time. All that and more on this episode of Tangible Takeaways. Welcome to episode 81 of Tangible Takeaways. I'm here today with Tim and I don't feel like I dressed properly <laughs> for this. I am so excited. Tim, what, what is the name of this dish that so we're So we making? are making a super fast, super easy sausage tagatelli. You know, as sausage a pastor, tagatelli. you kind of have a crazy schedule and sometimes, you know, you can only have so much Del Taco. And so it's a great True. recipe to be able to throw together in like 15, 20 minutes. Real quick. Real super I quick. love it. Okay, so if somebody's cooking along with us today, yes. what do they need to have? All right, first off, you need to have pasta. This is tagatelli. You can use fettuccine, you can use spaghetti, pretty much any sort of long pasta you can get. Want it to be long. Want it to be long. Okay. Yep. You need cherry tomatoes, diced cherry tomatoes. You dice them up like this. Also very important to do cherry tomatoes. Um, I think you can use canned tomatoes. My wife would say otherwise, but the cherry tomato is a good way to go. Highly, highly preferred. Highly preferred. Yes. Some diced up onion, some diced up garlic. Nice. Um, obviously, Parmesan cheese, always a good thing. Yes. And then this right here, you need some Italian sausage. This sausage in particular was a friend of mine, the pig that we raised wow. from a piglet over at the Beardsley Farm. Wow. I got to scratch his back, I got to pet him on the back, and today he's gonna scratch our bellies and had us on the inside of our stomach. So what was his name? Abraham Bacon. Abraham Bacon. I like it. It's wow. good stuff. So this is personal. This is personal. I feel honored. You're gonna feel yeah. warmed up by the love of this, this pig. Is he as, was a good pig. This is as like family type of a vibe of a meal that I think we could get. Oh, it's great. I'm it's down. fantastic. Okay, so that's what we need. That's what, what we need. Is, what is, obviously we've pre-cut everything. Yes. We've got some water boiling back here. Got some here. water rolling, good What's to go. step one? Step one, so you got the water boiling. So first thing you wanna do is get your pan over here nice and hot with some olive oil. Not too hot so it burns the oil. So we're gonna pour this in there. Maybe just like a teaspoon or two of olive oil. Even just the eyeballing with confidence is giving <coughs> me so much confidence that Tim knows what he's doing. <laughs> Let that heat up. With the olive oil, you'll see it's still kind of sludgy. Once it gets super kind of runny, that's when you know you're good to go. Okay. And first thing you're gonna get is you're gonna get your onions, which we want we those ready to go. We want those ready to go. So as soon as you see this oil heat up good, you wanna put it in. And you kinda want your pan a little hot, maybe not too hot. So one thing I like to do is, you hear the sizzle? Ooh. You're good. That's put the, the onion test in right there. there. This Same is about thing. to start smelling real good. Start smelling real good. So you want to stir those around. Okay. Make sure your heat's not too high so you burn the onion because nobody likes a burnt onion. So you stir that around. You want me to keep them moving? I can keep, keep them moving. moving. Okay. Yeah. Stir that around. Keep it moving. Uh -huh. I'm so excited. You over here. Uh huh. Good way if you want to do it, if you notice it's kind of clumping up, just grab the handle right here. Okay, just give it a little Ooh, shake. Oh, this isn't gonna burn me. No, okay. as long as it's not above an open flame. Okay, you're I'm gonna chilling. be good. You're good to go. Okay. Yeah, so stir that up. We might add a tiny bit more of olive oil if it's looking like it's getting a little, little absorbed up. 
This is like the kind of task that my wife lets me do at home. Just stir up the thing? Yes. She's like, could you just make sure this doesn't burn? And there I'm like, I'll go. try my best. <laughs> All right, so one thing you want to do is just kind of make sure they're uh, getting translucent. We might bring the heat down just a little bit. That's so right here's your little heat gauge. So just this bring guy? that down. Yeah, turn it. There you go. Right there is great. I feel like or I just saw it grow. Okay, oh, there, there we, we go. go. Perfect. Right now there's we're going good. down. Next thing you want to do, add garlic. All your minced Ooh. garlic right there. Start smelling those aromatics. Wow. I definitely am feeling Italian Now with the garlic, here. maybe grab the pan right here and give it a little, a little toss up. up again. Okay. Now next thing we're going to do while that's browning, is we're going to add in our pasta. Okay. And so the nice thing about these tagatellis is they come in these little nests. Oh, and very so you convenient. Just kind of just drop them in. Now in are those going to kind of open up there in the water? Yeah, so they'll open up, give us a nice little pasta vibe. I'm actually going to grab one of these spoons right here and then just give it a little nice stir up right there. Obviously want them all submerged, yeah. We're going to feed our cameraman here as well. So yes. I'm going to add in a couple he's, more. He's a hungry guy. He's a hungry man. We got to keep him fed. So you'll want to let these go for about Ooh. five to seven minutes. And so the tagatellis. Set a timer for seven minutes. Let's see if it'll work. Set a timer for seven minutes. Boom. Very convenient. Good to go. Next thing we're gonna do, we're gonna grab our sausage right here. Oh. I thought I had some scissors, but you know what? We're gonna grab a knife. Convenient. Slice it open. Wow. There you go. And we're gonna pour the sausage. And am I wanting to kind of chop this up in chop here? Chop it up, yeah. Okay. Just like you would a ground beef, chop that bad boy up. Wow. Is it, am I like butchering the technique here? Nope, that's this, great. This is pretty much the vibe. It's like regular pork sauce, or regular hamburger pretty much. So you kind of want that like ground beef, you know, hamburger. You've done hamburger helper? Uh-huh, yep. uh -huh. Hamburger helper vibe all the way. Tim's like, you seem like a hamburger helper kind of a guy. <laughs> Hey, I love me some hamburger helper. You like you said, you need that quick, you're in a pinch. Oh yeah. You know, type of thing. It's good. Every now and then too, you'll want to where'd my spoon go? Just stir the pasta to make sure it's not getting clumped together. What am I gonna notice about this sausage, Tim, that is different from not homegrown sausage? You mean from store-bought sausage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll feel love. 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 That'll more. be the primary component? No, but it actually it does have a different flavor. So like if you have like a pork chop from this pig as compared to a pork chop from another pig, uh -huh. there's a distinct flavor that's there. I don't know how to describe it, but it just has almost mm, more of a richness to it. Okay. As opposed to just a regular thing. Yeah. Just because it hasn't Let's been... Get all in there. Just because it hasn't been processed? Yeah. One way you can do it if you're feeling nervous about getting real rough with it, uh -huh. grab the thing right there, because then you can have a good hand on it. And just start going just to town. Just start going to town, getting this thing nice and browned up. So you'll want to do the sausage like this, get it nice and browned up. Nobody likes undercooked food. Mm -mm. You can bank on that. Food poisoning is the real thing. It's, it's bad. And well, is there like a size that you're looking for in these chunks? No, you can just go like this because pretty much it's going to be all throughout the 
the pasta okay. right here. So get that all nice and good. I mean, Actually, how can you not love a little bit of sausage mixed up with garlic and onions? Onion. That's just a... If you add some potato to this right here, yeah. ooh, you'd have a good little breakfast humdinger. hash mm -hmm. going on. Which no one would... Nobody would complain about. Nobody would complain about. So you got that rock in. It's okay if something falls off, you just, just toss it off it. to the side. Not my house. You're good to go. Now, hashtag <laughs> not my house. My wife would kill me if I did that at home. Don't worry, we only got it on video. There we go. That's great. So yeah, just make sure, we're gonna turn up that heat just a little bit to get this rolling faster. Yeah, once you get the sausage in there, you can turn up the heat a little bit because you want that brown going. Okay. The main thing is you just don't want to burn the, here, I'm taking all the all right. for No, me. you're fine. You, you still You win. helped me out. I was See how much easier it is now that you're holding the handle yes. and doing that? Makes it so much easier. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. I'm feeling the vibes now. It's got a little. I feel like, you know, I'm however many weeks deep now, like five weeks deep into this. I feel like I'm getting a lot better from my peanut butter ganache days till now. <laughs> Things have changed quite a bit. You know what's hilarious? We were talking about that peanut butter ganache, and that was a childhood snack I had. For was the it really? Time. I would have it for breakfast, I'd have it for a snack. So you so felt seen right there. I felt seen, I felt great. It was fantastic. All right, next thing you want to do take these cherry tomatoes, dump, dump them in. on in. Now you may be saying to yourself, Tim, it's so weird you're just putting raw cherry tomatoes in there. It just seems rather. Interesting. I am thinking that. That looks like an odd combination here with but everything trust else. Me, it gets better. It gets good. Alright, so get that all mixed up. All good. Alright, now put the pan over here. This is kind of the secret thing. You're gonna take this pasta water, you're gonna go one. Whoa. And you're gonna go two and put it back on the heat. Is this in the recipe? It or is, is in the recipe. Okay, it is in the recipe. So one of the reasons why you do that is because pasta naturally has starch. Okay. And one of the things you're looking for in this dish right here is you're wanting almost like a thickness to it. Because this is basically going to be our pasta sauce. Okay. Is what it's going to be. So the, the starch is going to thicken up all the juices that are right there. You can probably just let it simmer now. So okay. like do that little shaky thing really quick. There you go, it's get it like that. gliding now. And just let it roll. So that'll cook up the tomatoes. The tomatoes naturally release their, uh, here I'm going to spin. Oh. Uh, tomatoes are naturally going to release that moisture and all that content okay. that's in it. It's going to make a nice little uh, sauce. Okay. So you'll let that so go. A quick sauce, you know? Quick sauce, yeah. yeah. Quick sauce, so. That is water-wise, it's looking good. You notice how like I said, you put water in there, you're like, that's really weird, but she could tell the water is already kind of evaporating uh -huh. and turning more into like a, a sauce rather than a, uh, a water. Yeah, it's already not looking like it's watery. It's looking yeah. like there's some good juices going on in there. And I'm seeing some of the tomatoes kind of start to shrivel up a little Starting bit. Starting to shrivel up, that's a good sign. That's something you want. So you're just gonna kind of stir it up. And then maybe let this, here I'll give you that again. Okay. Let this simmer a little bit so you'll bring the heat down. It's gonna give it a nice little stewing, a nice And what are you looking for as you let it simmer? Just looking for it to look like it's cooking. So those tomatoes again, like looking you said, for they're that starting shrivel. to shrivel up, get uh -huh. a little softer. You can maybe stir it up a little bit okay. again. 
and just get that nice uh, sauce consistency. Now we might have put a little too much sausage in here, but you know, being men, we love. We were excited. We're excited. We saw the opportunity area, for sausage. Right? And That's exactly that right. Got a little excited there. It's fantastic. Where are we at on our timer? We are, let's see here. The beauty of technology. You got a timer right there on your wrist. Yes, sir. But we're gonna just kind of test this out really quick with a little... So many tongs to choose from. So many options. So many things to choose from. All right, the fact that it broke apart. Good sign or bad sign? Oh, a good sign. Mm. Maybe one more minute. Okay. Oh, our timer's done actually. So, we're gonna pull it out at 53. So just let that go. Maybe stir that up a little bit. Just to make sure those tomatoes are getting nice and incorporated. Oh, and I almost forgot an important detail. Salt and pepper. Oh, okay. So add a little bit of salt in there. And are you just eyeballing this just here? Just eyeballing. So one thing that's important to know, you can always add more salt. So you cannot true. take away salt. So, so true. always be hesitant on the salt. If it needs a little bit more salt, always taste it to see if it needs okay. salt because Wow, these tomatoes have gotten significantly right? softer it's here. Kind of coming together now, right? Uh -huh. All right, so we are going to take the pasta now, and we are going to strain it over here. I'll hold down the fort. Hold down the fort. I hope I don't mess anything up while Tim's away. but I am seeing some saucy vibes over here. Is it turning saucy? Uh-huh, it's like getting a little, it's a little bit more brown now. Mm-hmm, yep, I'm see thinking, how it's kind of that yeah, red that, right there? You got that it's red great. coming in from the tomatoes. Very nice. So then you strain your pasta. I'm just gonna dump that right back in. Beautiful, that looks like some good pasta right there. Some really good pasta. This now, Tim, as I've known you, I would, you know, I would call you a foodie. You enjoy yeah, food foodie. quite a bit. I love food. Um, God's greatest gift to mankind. What, what was kind of the beginning of that? Like, were you as a kid, like, just loved food the whole time, or was there like a so? As point? a kid, I was not that big of, you know, I was, I loved food, but I never really like cooked. Yeah. It wasn't until I started working at a restaurant. I worked there oh. for ten years that I kind of learned all this stuff. And what restaurant? Tell the people. Uh, original Roadhouse Grill, so shout out to the old school wow. folk. The OG. The OGs, yep. Texas Roadhouse can try, but they it's will. not the original. <laughs> it's not the original, that's right. But yeah, so start cooking with that, and then it just kind of became a hobby for my wife and I. And so we would just try out different things. We try out, you know, beef Wellingtons, raviolis, stuff like that. I'm a huge Traeger guy, and okay. so I love barbecue. Smoking the meat. Smoking the meat. I love smoking a pork butt, and then literally using it in everything. So okay. I'll make homemade smoked mac and cheese that I'll throw the pork in and mix it up with that. That's a good dish. The Blackstone's a new thing I'm trying out, and that is like a game changer, because you can just go outside, cook it up on the griddle top, no cleanup. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Done. Yep. That is a, that's a pretty, I think, an interesting side of you that maybe not a lot of people would have known about you. Yeah, I love today. to cook. It's actually one of my hobbies, so anytime I have a day off that I'm not in the office. You're cooking. I'm cooking. Yep, my wife gets a three-day. It's not an exhausting thing for you. It's, it's a, not. It's refreshing. a joyful thing. Yeah. That's exactly right. I that's love cool. it. It's so I like much that. Fun. 
Alright, so this, this is, is looking good. Looking so what we're gonna do here. is we're gonna turn it off. Right. We're gonna shake it up a little bit. And I think what I'm going to do, you can do one of two things. You can either pour the pasta into the pan and stir it up that way. The easier way is just to take it, throw it in. Just dump it on in. Yeah, scrape out all that good stuff. See all that? Come with us. I'm gonna scrape that. Oop, it's okay. We can clean after. Always remember that you can clean after. All right, that's looking Look good. good. All right, next thing you want to do is take some tongs and just start incorporating. Let me grab some oven mitts so I don't burn my hand here. Just take the tongs. Again, you can always hold the pan, it gives you stability. And just stir it up. Incorporate all that yummy goodness into the pasta. Fun fact, by the way, I, when I first got married, didn't mix my sauces in with pasta. I always put the pasta on the bottom, sauce on top. Sauce on top. I was very wrong. I learned that from my wife and I learned that in Italy, is that if you want the pasta to incorporate that flavor, you want the pasta mixed in with the sauce. Interesting, not because just like throw some sauce on Not top just throw it in because pasta is a sponge. It takes on any flavor you incorporate it to. Huh. And so as I'm stirring this around, you're getting all that flavor okay. on the, Mixing in the in, pasta. In the, into the pasta. That's exactly right. And so let's do this. Make sure it's nice incorporated because you want to make sure you don't get just plain Jane. You guys have no idea, but this is the perfect time of the day to be doing this. It's lunchtime. Lunchtime, baby. I'm That's exactly this. right. This is, uh, we should just do this on the regular for we, lunch. That's great. And we made enough for Tanner, too. Yeah. So Tanner can have some as well. So that's great. All right. I think that is good. Boom. Boom. That looks, got a little that looks very good. So let's grab some plates here. You gotta love this. Paper plates. Paper plates. Elegant dish. But hey, you know what? Plates. I'm a proponent of the paper plates because guess what? You don't have. No cleanup. Dishes. You yeah. don't have dishes. I and mean, we does. gotta clean all this up anyway. So and it it's does like, the same thing. All right, you know, so. Why add to it? Just put that right there. Put a little bit whoop, right there. Wow. Wanna make sure you get some of that meat and tomato goodness. I was skeptical because I was like, where's the sauce, Tim? Like, I know, I know pasta. Where's the sauce? But it, this is looking like it's got. It's got everything you need oh, in a we're pasta. Vibing. We're good, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Maybe do a little bit. How hungry are you? I mean, I'm I'm gonna eat All this. Right. I'm very excited. So we're gonna come wow. back over here. Wow. And finishing touches for any oh, pasta dish. This adds the real Italian element. This adds the, the swag, right? Just a little freshly grated Parmesan. And so the difference at, between pre-grated Parmesan. Garden, they say, just say when. Just say when, that's exactly <laughs> right. And the more, wow. the merrier. Wow. And there. That's a dish right there. Bone appetite. Try it out for us. Okay. Tell us how you like it. All right. Don't be wow. bashful. I am, I am so excited for this. Okay, let me make sure I get. Here's your salt in case we didn't salt it enough. Let me make here. sure I get everything incorporated in here. It's a little caliente, as my people like to say. Yeah, I probably want to blow on that. A little more salt. That's real good. 
That's good stuff. Uh-huh. You got that fresh Parmesan on there. I mean, come on. Homemade sausage, fresh tomato. All these ingredients are 100% fresh. I didn't grow the tomatoes, obviously, but they're I don't all... Know, I wasn't going to put it past you. 100%. I was going to say, you could have you grown the tomatoes. You know, what? I've tried growing tomatoes, and those dang tomato worms are the bane of my existence. Mm -hmm. They just eat my tomatoes. Yep. It is not cool. A little bit of salty right there. You got that cheese starting to melt. I bet Tanner's getting hungry. Tanner, don't be shy. Come get a dish. Don't You're good. Dish. All right, moment of truth, right? Wow. Pretty good, not just saying that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that in the category of bussin'. Oh yeah. That's good. That's good. I'll tell you, it's better than what I eat for lunch on the regular at work. So, <laughs> it's not a peanut butter and jelly. I was about to say, I've it seen your that. wife's cooking that you've eaten before, no, though, no, no. and that she, looks pretty she's legit. She's pretty good. Yeah. You know, she is also a foodie. This is good. Tell me this, Tim. As a, as a foodie, as we've been digging into this series, looking at Jesus plus food. Yeah. What kind of has stood out to you about that connection as somebody who has such an appreciation for food and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, I think that good conversation happens the most a lot of times with uh, meals. Mm -hmm. And we see that with Jesus, a lot of the conversations he had, a lot of the interactions that he had were with meals and back in, you know, ancient Israel, that was a huge aspect of it where the feasts and the meals. Mm. And so there's a lot of symbol symbolism that is there along with it too. Yeah. And so especially being a pastor, one of the things I love and my wife loves too, is getting to invite people over for meals or getting to share meals with others because that's a, honestly where a lot of the conversation comes out of. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really interesting aspect to that too that nobody's mentioned so far really in this series is the significance of food and festival in the Old Testament as well. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it shouldn't be shocking or surprising or new for us no. that Jesus would utilize a meal because that's exactly what God has been doing all through the Old Testament. That's exactly well. right. I mean, you look at, you know, even from an end times es eschatological, I think is what you say, uh -huh. aspect of it. And you have the great banquet, like we talked about a couple yeah. of weeks ago. And just the significance of that. So meals are something that, you know, has been around, you know, since creation. God created yeah. that and made that. And so I think it's a great opportunity that we get to share with each other too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. And what would you, you know, reflecting on Pastor Tom's message this weekend, what was maybe something that stood out to you about it? I thought, you know, it was so interesting talking about that Last Supper because did you go to the Seder experience on I unfortunately Friday? wasn't able to, yeah. I was, it sold out so fast I did. missed out on a ticket, it yeah. Did. The Seder was such a cool thing that like a, a good amount of people at our church had just done, mm -hmm. you know, just a couple days prior to hearing Pastor Tom's message. So yeah. it was such a cool experience to mix together. You have that Passover element that's there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so what were, what were some of the things maybe that stood out to you from his message this last weekend? I think the biggest thing that stood out to me was even just that idea of Jesus as King. And I love that he mentioned, you love him as the shepherd, you love him as the person taking yeah. care of him, but what do you make of him and his kingship? That it's King Jesus. I even think of that song, All Hail King Jesus, and there's just a weight to that. 
It's the fact we think of, you know, Jesus as a, you know, loving person, which he was very loving, very humble, very shepherding, but he's also king. He's yeah. also God. And so I love that Pastor Tom's reminding us, like, as he is king, as he is our king, we as his people are to have a respect for him, are to um, worship him and to elevate him to that position, even in our lives. Yeah. And I think even the Old Testament, that was Israel's biggest downfall is they wanted a human king and God's up there saying like, no, I'm your king. I have, I am the king of kings, but it never fails every single time in our lives. We're always looking for that next thing to be the ruler of our lives and yeah. the king of our lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. We have so pacified the person of Jesus mm-hmm. to, we've kind of robbed him of all of this authority and made him just kind of this great caring guy, you yeah. know? And so we love all the shepherding aspects, but even shepherding is authoritative mm-hmm. and especially being a king is authoritative. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, there is such a, um, there's such that element to Jesus of he, he does have that gentleness. He does have that kindness and that grace and compassion and mercy for us. But at the same time, he's in authority mm-hmm. and he, he doesn't mess around with being disrespected or disregarded as mm-hmm. anything other than that. Yeah. And so I thought that was such a great connection that Pastor Tom made that you experience his shepherding, his grace, his kindness, his nearness, when you recognize him as an authority. Exactly. Like he is that to the people of his kingdom. Mm -hmm. But if you're not going to submit to him like a king, then you're not operating within his kingdom. Yeah. And you're missing, as Pastor Tom said, like the biggest benefit and one of the biggest like pluses of being part of his kingdom and part of his family is having that shepherd figure that, like you're saying, is soft, but yet has that authority and even that protectiveness of a shepherd that's there. Uh, a shepherd, you know, guides his sheep, um, moves along his sheep, but he kills off the wolves. He yeah. kills the bears. He kills anything that tries to take the life of any of his sheep. And that's the same thing that Jesus does too. Yeah, that's so true. As far as the enemy goes. <laughs> yeah. And then there's even that corrective element. Yeah. With other sheep as well. And, um, Sorry, I got caught in the middle of a delicious bite. There. You're good, dude. No worries. Um, and, you know, the other thing that I thought was a great point about this message is that the the Last Supper, this institution of communion, it's supposed to be a memorial. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to be reminded mm. about the way that that God wants us to consume Him. Yeah. His presence, His kingdom but also be reminded about the significance of that sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this episode's coming at a timely point here where we're right here in the middle of Holy Week. Getting ready for Easter, yeah. So my question on the more practical side for tangible takeaways would be how for somebody listening today, can they kind of approach Holy Week? This will come out on Wednesday. So you've really just got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm Mm-hmm. How can they approach this remainder here of Holy Week and remember and mm-hmm. let it move them and change them? Yeah. There are maybe some practical things that they could do. Yeah, I know one of the things my family and I go through is we read the Holy Week narrative in the Bible. So, you, you know, you're talking about like Luke, the early, you know, the later chapters, John, the early chapters, and we go day by day and just reflect on what's happening. So. Mm-hmm. You know, this is coming out on a Wednesday, so it'd be right before 
the Passover meal that he has mm-hmm. right before what Pastor Tom talked about. And so even just talking about like, what do you think Jesus felt on Wednesday? You know, before he's going to that Passover, he knows he's going to begin this journey. I mean, Pastor Tom talked about it, or maybe I read in scripture yesterday, but you know, the Greeks wanted to know who Jesus was in Luke and saying, who's this person that is here? And it was like the indication of Jesus, like, all right, the time has come. Mm-hmm. So even feeling the weight that is there, but still having the expectation or the anticipation of what is to come as well. And yeah. I love what Pastor Tom said in his message, even talking about Passover related to the monuments that the Israelites made when they crossed the Jordan or they crossed the river to go to the promised land. And the Passover or the Lord's Supper can kind of be that same like monument there to help us remember what Jesus did for us. Yeah. And so just really kind of camping and feeling the weight of that. And I do believe the more you feel the weight of the crucifixion of Jesus, man, the more joy you have going into Sunday, going into the resurrection of knowing like, dang, he conquered sin and death, like something we've never seen anyone else do yeah. or will never see anyone else do. It's just an amazing thing to be able to experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that idea of reading, like read the actual story. Yeah. And I think about, um, man, a great thing to read this week would be that, you know, John 14 to 17 mm-hmm. section where it's after, it's after he kicks Judas out. And then you have this really like, this is the heart of Jesus for post-resurrection Jesus life, Mm -hmm. right? When I'm going to leave you, this is the stuff that you need to know. The promised Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think- You will not be alone. That is so our season that we're in. Yeah. We are in this post-resurrection awaiting his return, depending on the spirit day by day. Mm -hmm. And so- man, read that this week. That is a great like section to dig in and say, what are the promises? What are the things that I need to be reminded of that are so true for me as a disciple of Jesus in this season? Yeah. And my other, my other thought, my other encouragement for people would be, you know, I find myself trying to add meaning or value to Good Friday by like really, um, individualizing it. Mm -hmm. This is for me. This is for me. This is for me. I think that the most meaning that we find in Good Friday or so many other elements of our faith is actually where you zoom out Mm -hmm. and you find just how unimportant you are and he still picked you. Yep. And he still died for you. Yep. And so when you zoom out and you look at, you you remind yourself of all these great saints of church history that he died for who are so much holier than we are. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that you zoom out even further and he's got his special people of Israel, but he's opened it up to all of the Everyone. people who aren't Jewish. Yeah. And that's us. And we get to like take that that beautiful news that we weren't even entered into the race. We weren't even attempting to be a part of it. Yeah. And he's welcomed us in and he we were seeking him but he saw he saw us and so when you start like zooming that out i think there's just so much meaning and significance when i recognize on good friday when i recognize on easter that i'm actually relatively insignificant and that he brought you into that not only because you know you wanted to be but he desired that yeah Mm -hmm. so i think you know i think it's well intentioned to like try to internalize and try to make it about me but 
I would just encourage some people, maybe it would be a good time over this week to zoom out and make it not about you. Yeah. So that you could see just how small you are in the story and why that makes it so significant. That, that much more still, powerful. Yeah, yeah. Still picked you. That's great. Yeah. So, um, man, Tim, thank you. This is, I'm, ex I'm waiting to get off camera so I can eat all of this and stuff <laughs> my face. Because uh, I have to eat a respectable amount on camera, but I'm going to stuff my face. Oh, you're good. Um, man, uh, thanks for joining us this week on Tangible Takeaways. And thanks for taking the time, Tim. My Appreciate pleasure. It. Always yeah. a pleasure to, to share a meal and to cook, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, don't forget to like the video, subscribe so that you get future videos, and maybe share this video with a friend. Uh, but that's all we have for this week on Tangible Takeaways. We'll catch you guys next week.